The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Welcome to another episode of Processing the Process. You're home 52 weeks a year for all your college football and NFL draft news. I am Brian Finch. Along with me, as always, is the one and only Ryan Holt Bailey. Ryan, how are you? I'm great. And that is me. That is my name. And I'm here. You are here, present and accounted for, ready to move on with our next edition of off-season to-do list. I'm ready to save a, uh, I'm ready to save a franchise, Bri. Yeah. Well, don't save this one too much as being built. Yeah, right. Yeah. So on this on the schedule for today, up next, uh picking third and fourth are the Miami Dolphins and the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons? Falcons? What do you say? I'm a Falcons guy. You're a Falcons guy? Okay. No, Falcons. Falcons. I feel like if people, I don't know, Falcons, it, it kind of sounds like a swear word. So I'm not really about like, like Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Like I think you have to cover your kid's ear if you say Falcons. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. This does, does come off with a little bit of extra, uh, I don't know, dirty verbiage, I guess is the way. It's super it. random. But one of my buddies has um, like a little painting. It used to be in like his college, like apartment or whatever and it said grab me a falcon beer and it had a falcon on it holding a beer so i think that's, I think that's where you got it from there's a ryan's story of the day so back to football <laughs> all right so we're gonna start at the third pick and talk about the miami dolphins first so ryan if you were the gm of the miami dolphins what would you be prioritizing right now Telling all the Tua haters to shut up. No, but um, I don't know. I we do have to touch on that though about the, the the whole Tua thing. But right now, if I'm the GM, I'm thinking we have a stellar defense, and they're good at the right things, taking the ball away, turnovers. So I'm gonna look to the offense. You got a young quarterback, decent offensive line. Mm-hmm. Some good weapons. Mike Gusecki seems promising. I like Devontae Parker. And then I think about the run game. Sure, they made it work with a couple guys, Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed. But I think I think that would be my main focus, would be on the offensive side of the ball, preferably running back. Okay. I can sign off on all of those things, yeah. Uh are you are you a Devontae Parker guy? Uh, hard to tell right now. Uh, I mean, I was, you know, when he was coming out, you know, yeah. I thought, I thought it was a good pick by them. Uh, we need to see him with an actual quarterback. One thing I noticed this year with Devonte Parker is he is elite in the 50, 50 ball. 
I feel like he always comes down with it every single time, and he's got really good boundary awareness and always keeps like always gets his toes in. I don't know. I just noticed that this season. Yeah, no, he can. He can. He can dominate the sideline. Oh yeah, sure. big time. Yep. just like he did in college. Yeah, yeah. yep, living up to his uh, expectations coming out, and then. Uh, so, would you be interested in trading away all of your draft picks that you just? took all that time of acquiring to chase the dragon right now the 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 going after the elite quarterback that everybody wants Deshaun Watson it's so tough because yeah he's a great player but they're I guarantee you they're going to start offers with three first round picks they have they has to be yeah. I mean it I guess it all comes down to are you okay with spending like completely buying in this year and dropping those three first-round picks for him. Yeah. I personally – I don't know. I think I'd stick with Tua for right now. That's too expensive. Yeah, I feel that they've they've done so much to purpose purposely structure themselves salary cap-wise, depth chart-wise. Yeah. You know, the way – you know, the coach being in his year three and finally getting his choice of – the quarterback he picked them last year you know what I mean yeah I'm with you I, I it feels it would feel really weird if they were the team that pulled it off it makes sense out of the like capital what they have to right. use yeah. to get him because they uh, have the ammo for it they absolutely do they have room in the salary cap to do it they everything makes yeah. sense for that part but it just it doesn't feel like that's what they set themselves up for now no one could have predicted this no one no one could have predicted that a top five quarterback in the NFL is definitely being traded. That's yeah. just, it's just crazy. Doesn't happen. I don't know. I just feel like with the Texans, it's such like a catch 22 kind of thing, you know, sure. Like you're like, you're getting rid of Deshaun Watson, but at the same time you're getting the third overall pick in a super quarterback heavy draft. You know what I mean? So yeah. It makes I, I can, way I can get more so much sense. deeper into this. Oh I can yeah. Get, so, like, what if they get all these picks for Deshaun Watson, move up to three? Is there any number? Like, hey, we'll give you these three picks and p- probably Tua, because I feel like if, if Houston's trying with the, the Dolphins, Tua has to be a part of the package. So, if they say to the Jags, hey, I got three first-round picks and Tua, can I have one? And they get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Mic drop. That would – and then they could still draft a quarterback to compete with Tua. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't throw Tua in there. I don't know. Actually, I think you'd have to throw Tua in there for the first overall pick. I mean, you, you wish that you had a better display of Tua's talent this year than what you got. That would make right. it I mean, because they didn't easier. really – I feel like the Dolphins didn't really test to it. They kind of just threw him in there and had a completely different game plan for when Ron Fitzpatrick was in there. I they were like, okay, hundred percent, don't agree. mess up. Yes. <laughs> they just throw him in there. Just didn't, yeah. Pretty much hand the ball off and throw fifteen times a game. Yeah, heavy play action. Yeah, G- give him some rollouts, some half field reads. Yeah, it. They handed them handled them with kid gloves. That's that's garbage. I I hated yeah. what happened. I was like, this isn't why you drafted this guy. This isn't what you said you were going to be doing. But so maybe that makes sense for them going to get Deshaun. Maybe they maybe they do know that Tua is not the guy. 
Wouldn't that feel like such a Drew Brees scenario, though? Like, he gets traded from the Chargers, and you're just like, okay, here's Tua gets traded from the Dolphins, goes somewhere, and he's about to light it up. Just wait. Like, some, like on some Drew Brees stuff. Well, in that case, I would hope that he would go. I hope it would be a Miami Dolphins to Houston Texans trade, and then Houston Texans to some better franchise connection once again. I would love Indy and Tua. That'll be fun. Yeah. He'd be set up. Great offensive line, great running game, some pretty good weapons. He'd yeah. be set up. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, so that's all hypothetical. Let's talk about some what's actually going on with them right now. So going into next year, their cap salary is pretty good. Not It's not top five. I think it's top ten. I don't have the whole list in front of me of all NFL teams, but they are accounting for $167,320,545. So for what was projected at $180 million, that only gives them like 13 and change, a little less maybe, 12 and change. Yeah. But I mean, they can definitely. There's some guys on here that I could see them restructuring, guys that didn't necessarily pan out that are costing a, a decent chunk of change. Um, Shaq Lawson's making nine mil. I was gonna say, how much is Shaq Lawson making? Yeah, he's making nine mil. I, if you could, if you could squeeze out another, you know, mil and a half. Other money's two. in their corners: Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Yeah, you got Byron Jones at 16 mil, and you got Xavier Howard at 13 and a half million dollars. Really? Byron's making more than Xavier Howard? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Kyle Van Noy uh, is getting mm-hmm. 13.9, and Devontae Parker is getting 10, just under 11, actually. And then even 10 for Eric Flowers. Wow, good for him. Well, he moved (laughs) to guard, so he's not as bad. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Brutal tackle, though. Two is making six. Six million dollars. So, they uh, all the the guys that are getting paid really well are their good players. So, that's all fine. That works. Um, Minus Jack Lawson. Like I said, that, that could be a restructured deal. So, what do we think? What's their biggest needs? Let's let's look at that real quick. From our friends over at Draft Network. Yep. They think a uh, what do they think? Wide receiver. receiver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back. Linebacker, tackle, mm-hmm. interior, edge, wide receiver again, interior defensive line. Safety, linebacker, quarterback, tight end. That's a lot. And um, good draft for wide receiver. Great draft for wide receiver. Yeah. So they're probably going to have the pick of the litter of the receivers if, if that's if that's the route they're looking to take because it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and either Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, who knows, at two more than likely unless there's a trade, but all hypotheticals. Who would you like best with them? Would you like? a Devonta Smith over Jamar Chase or a Jalen Waddle? It's actually neither of those guys. Oh. It, it's, okay. Jam, it's Jamar Chase. 
Oh yeah, I said Jamar Chase. Oh, I'm know? sorry. I thought I thought I heard just Devontae and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, maybe I did miss Jamar Chase. Sorry. So the reason it's Jamar Chase, especially over Devontae, is it's the size. I I, I want to while while Devontae Parker's a, a nice big outside guy too. I want another guy and a guy that I think that can get open quick. Um, right. I think that's a strength of Jamar's. It's maybe not the number one thing you would think of when you watch tape of him is him quickly releasing off the line, you know, a, a, a la, you know, Devonte Adams. If you, if, if you ever want a elite prospect to watch for, you know, getting open immediately, Devonte's yeah. your man. Yeah. So, but Jamar does that. He can do that in all sorts of different ways. And I think that's the biggest thing for tour right now. Cause get him weapons. Yep. Well, and it's, it's not it, being young, right. Getting a guy that can get open quick and separate that that's, you want that more than anything. Not, not to keep talking about the bills, which we're going to keep doing probably cause it's the same division. Look at how the, look at how Brandon Bean set up Josh Allen for, for success, gave him options Gave Josh Allen options that are always going to be open or create separation. John Brown and um, Cole Beasley, like, and now and now Diggs. These guys are just big time route runners. They're not these big, tall, you know, alpha type receivers. You know what I mean? So, finding those guys that can get open and create spaces, like, that's a real quarterback's best friend. Not like not like the tight end, like everyone says. Right. Although we know that he he did like throwing to Jacecki. Uh, so I mean, wouldn't you? Dude, I yeah. I love Gisak. He's a beast. Yeah. All right. I like those options. Um, we should probably look at free agents to compare uh, the wide receiver position. So yeah, let's go over who we think are the best. Uh, the number one for you is it Kenny Galladay? Or is it Allen Robinson? Robinson? It's Kenny. Oh shoot! It's Allen Robinson. Yeah. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Okay. Now Which that's... I think that I think that 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 would be a great target, Allen yeah. Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have supposedly. Uh, I I think he resigns with the Bucks, especially after the connection he had with Brady, because I don't think Brady's retiring this year. Even if he no, nope, he I never think, will. I think he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin, another elite separator. You know, great route runner. Um, Kenny Galladay. Um, I know, like, Keelan Cole's a guy, like, some of the, like, another. Yeah, I was trying to think third of third-tier kind of guy. That's what I was trying to think of, because they're not, you're not, you're not going to always swing for the fences. Uh, if you want a speedier guy, you know, Will Fuller. I think Keelan Cole would be a really good number three, actually. He's a really good, like, field stretcher and stuff like that, so. I agree. I agree. All right, so they got some options at wide receiver for sure in the draft, picking third, and then obviously in free agency. Um, and they have another pick, too, in the first round. Right, two first-round picks. Pick, so, I believe it's like 23 or something. Like 18. 18. So let's move over to that then. Let's look at their next need. They said their next need would be running back. At eight. Also, real quick. Yeah. Would you consider Panay Sewell at three? Oh, absolutely. Yeah move, yeah. uh move Austin Jackson to right tackle and put him at left tackle or yeah. vice versa. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So eighteen. 
dude, I don't know. This just feels like a good spot for Najee Harris to me. I was going to say, it's like the perfect spot for the first right. running back to come off the board. I think I either – I think there's two teams I want to take a running back in the first round. That's the Dolphins and the Steelers. And I think either of those two running backs, um, Najee and Travis Etienne, would fit in in either of those systems, like, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then who are some of the free agent running backs? I believe it's like Aaron Jones. Yeah, it, top of the list, um, Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay, Leonard Fournette, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, James White, Tevin Coleman, Mike Davis. It gets bad, <laughs> worse and worse and worse as you go down. Aaron Jones would also be a really good fit with the Dolphins, guy who can get open out of the backfield. Yeah, little, I don't uh, dip and dunk plays to from Tua. Definitely don't see Kenyon Drake going back there. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think they kind of soured. And besides, his, his arch nemesis Shaq Lawson is on that team. Oh, that's right. Oh, they can't Shaq- sign Fournette then either. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, Shaq Lawson's got beef with every running back in the league. <laughs> nah, I mean, make, they as, as he should. If there's one thing Shaq Lawson's good at, it's against the run. He's very good against the run. Right. Uh, so you did say tight end at 18. <clears throat> they would be. Maybe just outside of the pit range, Kyle Pitts. Oh, um, man, could you imagine two tight end sets with Pitts and Gasicki? Yeah, and then just uh, freak athletes. Pat Fryermouth. Yep, I think he's starting to slide down into like second round talks now. Yeah, I know Brevin I mean, Jordan's I, not getting a lot of love lately. Yeah, Brevin Jordan's not gonna be a first round guy. I think he he might slip into the third round, which would be better for the Bills. <laughs> So then maybe the best idea for them if they want to go tight end in free agency, you're looking at Hunter Henry. Johnny Smith. Mm-hmm. Johnny Smith. Gerald Everett. And Gerald Everett's a good guy. He's good too, man, because he's he's just quiet in that offense with the yeah. Rams. Yeah. All right. Um, also at 18, you would think that they'd have a chance of uh, getting a linebacker. You know, that's another bigger need for them. Uh, yeah, there's uh, reports coming out of Penn State about the Micah Parsons with some of the off-the-field stuff. He could slide down. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, like, uh, Nick Bolton, Zayvon Collins, guys like that. What about, like, a Gregory Rousseau or something right there? Or, uh, um, or like, a Joseph Asai or something? Asai's interesting because they like to run the 3-4. That mm-hmm. when they run base, you could put him as a linebacker, right? You know what I mean? Because you have Kyle Van Noy and you have Shaq Lawson, so you have your two edges. And then yeah, and for, when you're in base, those, you could you could put him as your weak. Right, and for some context, guys, Joseph is size six three two forty five, so he can definitely drop back into coverage stuff like that. He's yep. a good athlete, so yep. I mean, that's what Texas did. Texas did a a bunch. They like to right. stand him up at times to to really. Let him get after the passer. Um, man. I Wait, there's like, a, uh, Jeremiah Wusu, uh Koromoa, too. Sure. Be a, a popular name there, I bet. Yeah. You would think they'd so. stay away from cornerback uh, probably a little yeah. too early to go after any of the safeties because it's not a great safety class. No, no. I don't think there's any first-round guys, really. No. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm thinking running back or edge rusher there. Or – Maybe one of those linebackers. Yeah. Or trade back. 
if they walked away at three with Penny Sewell and then 18, they took uh, Najee Harris, I think that would be a great first round for them. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Especially if the plan is to stick with Tool. Yep. For sure. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that we should touch on with the Dolphins? I don't think so. I mean, we mainly just talk about the offense, but guys, That's their be- defense is their defense is so good. Yeah, it, it really he, is. He's he, Flores is a great coach. Yep, he's a phenomenal coach. Great mind. Um, they they seem to take after his attitude, so you know he's gonna. And, you know what? Go. I never really thought about it. He is more of a culture guy, so I don't know if if Micah Parsons will be a good fit in that locker room just because of the way Flores kind of runs things. You know, I agree. I mean, if if those allegations are true, so yeah. Yep, it's a good point. All right, so division rivals taken care of. They are whatever they decide to do, they will be a better team in 2021 than they were in 2020. Right. Yeah. So right. Another team to worry about. All right, picking fourth in the 2021 draft, the Atlanta Falcons, who have a new coach. Right, that they do. Uh, Arthur Smith, right? Mm-hmm. So Arthur Smith comes over from Tennessee, where he ran a a heavy run game and play action game. So interesting how he's going to mold this team now. Right. Right. So, are you in the camp that the Falcons need a quarterback? No. You're pro Matt Ryan. Well, just because. I think there's such a huge, like so many holes on defense. I, no matter right. what quarterback you were to go after, he's he's gonna suck because Take a lot of playing time. <laughs> sure, what? he'd be on the field a bunch. No, I'm. It, yeah. You can't. And you know what? You can't trade Matt Ryan. It's um. What would his dead cap be? He's getting older, and he just got he oh just my, got an extension. What a couple years oh ago my, or so. Ryan, his dead cap is forty nine million dollars. Yeah, you can't. So Matt Ryan will be the starting quarterback next season, <laughs> unless they want to take a guy in a really strong class and develop. I don't know, but Brian, I feel is it is it just me? But I feel like they could get a couple more pieces on that defense, whether in the draft or free agency, and they could be a playoff team. I really do. Like that offense is so like up and down like roller coaster i mean anything is possible when you have calvin ridley and julio jones i mean and matt ryan is a plenty uh capable quarterback so like they're so up and down i feel like with a couple pieces on the defense they could be a playoff team i 1000 percent agree with you yes and get a running back dear lord get a running back (laughs) that would be nice they will have a chance of doing that uh their draft capital uh nothing special it's a yeah. standard. It's a standard draft. Yep. No extra picks for them, so they'll have to be a little creative in order to make all the hole. Make sure all the holes get filled here. But let's real quick look at what they're looking at with cap. Uh, so the overall cap for them going into the next year. Oh boy, they're over the cap. Oh goodness, uh, Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Uh, Two hundred and two million dollars, two hundred and twenty-three thousand seven dollars. <laughs> Let me say that again: two hundred two million, two hundred twenty-three thousand, two hundred twenty-three thousand and seven dollars. 
Uh, so Rams they, fans, take notes because this is going to be the Rams in a couple of years. Yeah, at least at least the Falcons help, hold on to their draft picks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Well, maybe we need to think about this first. This will be the first time we've done this. I think. Can we try and think of guys they they can move or cut to save some serious cha-ching? Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett is making twenty million dollars. Oh my god! His base salary is thirteen and a half. His dead cap. I messed up. His dead cap would be nineteen million dollars. But it is a smart idea in the fact that, um, you would be saving a million dollars this year. Uh, Tack McKinley, he's a first round guy. Never panned out. I don't even see him on this list. Where Did he get he? cut? He might have been. I don't think he got cut. Well, he ain't making a lot of money. Wherever he was a he first is. round pick. Yeah, wherever he is, he ain't making a lot of money. I honestly don't see him on this list for whatever reason. Okay, well, screw him. Okay. Uh, all right, here's a popular one. Alan Bailey, defensive end. Ooh. Exactly. Uh, $6 million, 3500 or thirty five, $3.5 million in base salary, a dead cap of 1.625. So if you cut him, you're saving five mil. Okay. So that's a start. So cut that guy. Cut that guy. Uh, they've got. Let's see here. James Carpenter. Guard. Still in the league. Yeah. He's making six million dollars. If you cut him, it's a dead cap of two point four one six. So you would save four million dollars with him. So right there, without even trying, we just saved them nine million dollars. Right. They're still almost forty million dollars over the projected. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. Lot of, so the NFL is going to have to get creative because I think a lot of teams are in trouble. I just don't know how they're going to be able to fix their cap when it goes down. If they if it goes down as much as they think it's going to. Right. Which is 15% less than what they originally projected. <laughs> so that's a lot of money. Yeah. So the Falcons aren't going to really be adding. They're not going to be busy in for, during free agency. It sounds no. Like. No. Um, so there's a lot riding on this first pick. There really is. Yeah. Um. I feel like this is one of those picks now, now after hearing that cap situation, like you can't go like high upside. Like you have to just pick a safe player that you know is going to produce. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You need this guy to stick around. So what? I mean, you're already so far over the cap. Do they just dump in this, just mail in the season, just dump it and start fresh and draft a quarterback? They could take fields. They can. I don't have many. How many years does Matt Ryan have left? I don't even know if this gets him out of that much trouble after this year. Hold on. This is for 2021. So let's quickly go over to 2022 and see if he's there. All right. We're updating. 
for updating. And Big update. Spot Rack tells me that Matt Ryan is on 2022 as well. <laughs> He's on a contract for two more years at least. Let's go to 2023. This is very exciting. Let's see. Is he under contract? Or... Matt Ryan is under contract for 2023. Ooh, but the dead cap goes down to only $8 million then of a uh, base of $20 million and a cap hit of 36 Small so fields. They're two, two years away from being able to cut him safely. I'm all in on fields. Okay. Or do they just shock the world and take a Patrick Sertan and just get a stud corner? That would make a lot of sense. That's my – is that their biggest need? No, on here it's quarterback. Quarterback, edge, linebacker, running back, safety, corner, receiver, tight end. Okay. They will have the first chance at an edge. I would almost guarantee you that. More than likely, yep. Yeah. And Pay is the highest rated one. Is he the fourth best player in this draft? I don't think he is. Nope. I don't think he is. That'd be a reach. There is a small chance that they could luck into Penny Sewell. Small chance. I don't even think it would take luck. I think, it could, I think that's could totally happen. Quarterback, 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 bam, you get Penny Sewell. Christian Derrissaw is getting a lot of hype, too, on a lot of national guys' mocks, like going before Sewell. Hmm. Or not, not Christian Derrissaw. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Rashad Slater, Rashad Slater from uh, North Northwestern. He's getting a lot of hype. Well, okay. I still like Penny. Well, yeah, I mean, probably safer. Call him the possible. The possible. Yeah, get Penny, Penny. Yeah, like Penny, Penny pasta. pasta. Yeah, that's cute. I mean, I'm all in on Justin Fields. Ryan's got his eyes on on the future. You're, I mean, the present is is this that the, they're in terrible cap situation. Their their depth is shot. You know what I mean? They don't have great starters on defense. So maybe it is the time to take the highest ceiling player at the most important position. Justin Fields is that guy. Fix the cap and then go come in next season with you know probably a high pick because you got a bad defense and a lot of money in cap not a lot but enough yeah and then next season you start to build around your franchise quarterback and fields yeah I can sign off with that um what about second round so first round they go and they take Justin Fields second round what are we thinking you want the we want the running back there we might. Either that or, yeah, probably, yeah, the edge class just drops off, man. Unless, like, a Jalen Phillips is there, that would be a nice pick. Oh, yeah. There at the end. You know, get him, uh, get them an edge rusher. Yeah. Javonta Williams is there at running back. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, where are the Tar Heel running backs? They're probably right around there. Yeah. Man, Dylan Moses, man, he's deep down here on this on these rankings. He he would have been a first round pick l- last year, easy. And then he drops. Well, he played out of position. Well, 
I hope whoever drafts him is at least aware enough of that, that he can play way better when you're not asking him to be your mic. Mm. Yeah. Right. So second round, what do you think? An edge rusher or a running back? If you're if you're building for the future, the better draft pick would be an edge. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I like Jalen Phillips a lot. Yeah. Jalen Phillips, um, who's the kid out of Wake Forest. He's um Basham. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Carlos Basham. Yep. Um Aziz Aziz Ojolari from uh Georgia. Yep. Jason Owa. There's no blue chip elite number one guy like a Miles Garrett in this draft, but there's some pretty talented edge rushers tools, in this draft. Tools, it's a toolsy class. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more of those bendy, lanky edge rushers than there usually are. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, third round. Third round. Third round is when they can start to try and think about building a better depth. Yeah. So maybe an interior guy, you know, after they 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 cut some people. Like a Creed Humphrey. Like well, uh, that Deontay not. Brown from Alabama. Massive guy. Yep. He's having a good week in the senior bowl. Yep. And then maybe even a I don't know, linebacker. Yeah, there there'll be somebody available for linebacker in the third. You know, Chaz Surratt, Pete Pete Werner from uh, Ohio State. Your boy, Cameron McCrone. Yeah, yeah, he would actually be a, if they're looking for a mic, he'd be a pretty good fit there. Or a good one too is if they hold off on edge and wait till the third. Uh, Hamilcar Rashid Jr. From Oregon State's another guy. I like his name. Hamilcar Rashid Jr., you know, it's yep. a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Reed from Draft Network gives him the stamp of approval. That's good enough for me. So, yeah, I think I like that for the that little blueprint we just did right there. Yeah, we mentioned one cornerback. Um Patrick Sertain. Yep. They, wow. Look at where – try and guess where Sean Wade is right now on this. I will say prospect like 78 or 72 or something. 70, 76. Okay. Nice. Man, they dropped him down. Quincy Rochet's down here at 79. That will be another good fit. So. Yeah, he – did he get hurt towards the end of the year or something? Might have been a real shame. Yeah, he was kind of dealing with a little injury. Okay. Because he definitely his tape definitely tailed off. And he wasn't playing. And even in games he wasn't playing, uh, guess who did not care? Jalen Phillips. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the dude is unaf- unaffected. Unaffected. Uh, yeah, so Sean Wade, Ohio State cornerback. Yeah, he'll be available in the third round, yeah. Uh, my boy from Michigan, Ambry Thomas, who I legit liked a lot coming into this tra- uh, this year in college football, did not have a good year, but 
then again, I couldn't name a single player from Michigan that had a good year. So, yeah, me either. I can't name a single person. Period. They, uh, Mayfield. That's the only that everyone tells right. me. Mayfield and um, yeah, Quiddy Pay. That's it. But Ambry Thomas. Honestly, if you're talking about you know third round, four, probably fourth round cornerbacks, uh, he's a guy that's got good length. Right. They need to. They, they guarantee they'll draft a cornerback, maybe even two. It's their biggest hole on the entire team, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But when they're building in the future, I think we nailed it, dude. Getting that quarterback, getting an edge rusher. That's getting getting one of those running backs. It's kind of it's kind of fun to talking about the Dolphins and the Falcons here, and they're both not in the same spot, but they both could be one of those teams that takes the first running back or like one of the first difference makers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Well, they were they were an easy. T- those are easy teams. I wasn't sure. Those were, those were simple. Yeah, I think last week was a little more. I don't know. Just because those teams are so bad. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> they're bad. Jigs and confirmed bad. Are bad. So, all right. Next week we will be back with team five and team six, which is the Bengals and the Eagles. Eagles. Oh God, we're gonna have to talk about Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts. I don't want to talk about that, but we got to. We have to. Yep. Yeah, right. I don't want to talk about that either, but yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, good. How about this? Well, I'll let you. I'll let you tell me why we need to have Jalen Hurts, and I'll take the the tall task of why they need to keep uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz. I, I can do the Carson Wentz part. You want to defend keeping Carson Wentz as the starter, and, and For sure. I'll, yeah, okay. yeah, it's easy. You know what? Now, now that is that's uh, entertaining and exciting. I think. Yeah, it'll be a good battle. All, All right. right. What about Bengals? What do we want to talk about Bengals? Oh, um, draft an offensive lineman in every round. Okay, we're done. Yeah, protect that beautiful human being you have in the backfield. Yeah. When I um, uh, was doing the Monday show on Two Point with Matt, we were talking about you know. Um, Joe Burrow getting hurt. And I was like, I was on that pick show with you, man. If you remember, I told him, don't you start Joe Burrow in this game with that offensive line. He's going to get hurt. And he, that's literally when he tore his ACL. Yeah, you jinxed him for sure. I did not jinx him. I tried to protect him. You not killed my, Joe Burrow. It's not my fault that they don't listen to the pot. They should that be is listening your to, fault. You they jinxed should be listening Joe to Burrow. Two Point. Everyone should be listening to Two Point. Give him his ACL back. Well, I mean, I have one restructured one. Do you think he wants that one or he wants the other one? Well, once they snap, they don't snap again, right? No, you can snap a restructured one. Yeah, well, it's harder. It is harder. True. Uh, what will Old definitely Harry be? Harry Foster can do that. Uh, Too soon? No, nah, it's fine. You see, he was going after some dude on Twitter the other day. It was pretty awesome. Was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He shredded them pretty good. I won't repeat the tweet. Just go search Arian Foster's tweets from the last couple of days. You'll get a good laugh. All right, that's it. We're done. We're going to clock out. Uh, Ryan, tell the folks what's up. Subscribe to the pod if you enjoy. Rate, review, share with a friend. Follow us on our socials 
at processing the process on Facebook, process underscore the pod on Twitter, and processing the process on or processing the process underscore pod on Instagram. Boom. Boom. And check us out on two point. And our other show, yeah. Crafting and Drafting. Yeah, Crafting and Drafting. Check us out on uh, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We do some draft stuff. No, Tuesdays. We record. No, I'm talking about the live stream. That's Tuesday, you're right. That's Tuesdays. Tuesday yep. nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yep, and download the two-point show. Well, download every two-point show Monday through Friday, but we appear on the Tuesday show. Check us out then. Yes. This week we're doing AFC East. Boom. Boom. With a little Tua. Tua film breakdown. Tua uh, film room. So. Going to burn my eyeballs. Yep. It's going to suck. All right. You processors, keep on processing that process. Go, Bills. Do you trust the process? Hey Anthony. Yeah, Chris. You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retro Blist. You had that ready to go. Like almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retro Blist? Retro Blist is a retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor, where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles. They each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to... Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? Uh, you can find it at bicbp-radio.com. Sweet.
Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retroblist. You had that ready to go. Like, almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retroblist? Retroblist is a retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles. They each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to... Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? Uh, you can find it at bicbp radiocom Sweet.